This is the No More Wasted Days podcast, and we're your hosts, Sarah Kaufman Bradstreet and Heather PG. Grab your favorite NA drink and listen as we share vulnerable stories so you never feel alone on your alcohol-free journey. And gain insights from us as we break down our most used tips and strategies that have kept us alcohol-free. It's time to break free from wasting any more of your days to the drinking blackout hangover cycle. Welcome back to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah. And I am Heather. Welcome back, y'all. We are excited about today's topic because I feel like this one is one that is so important to people on their alcohol-free journey. And we're going to touch on managing your cravings if you're really early on in your alcohol-free journey and even farther along on your journey because those cravings still will come out of nowhere even as you're getting into more years of being alcohol-free. I thought they'd go away. Yeah. But I thought so too, but they still show up. Yeah. And they they are not nearly as intense though when you're farther along. It's more of like this annoyance when you're farther along. You're just like, really? Yeah. We're not. No, we're not doing that. But before we dive into the topic, I just wanted to do a quick wrap-up of February because we're already at the end of the second month in 2024, which seems like it went kind of fast, at least February did. For me, how yeah. has it gone for you? I can't believe that it's already like mid-February. Right? I'm just, it's hard to believe. Yeah. It's just flown by. How was Super Bowl for you? Sober Super Bowl. Sober Super Bowl, uh, I think I watched maybe five minutes. I missed the halftime show. I missed a lot of the commercials. And I had been, I've had a cold, if you, can, if you can't tell by my voice. So I just went to bed, at, but we did have some delicious snacks and brownies. So that mm-hmm. was good. That's what we do too. I was going to say, it's the one, we are not a football family, but we all watch the Super Bowl and I'm there for the commercials and the halftime show. But this year I actually watched the game. I was very proud of myself. I am not a Swifty, but I will tell you that getting to see Taylor Swift changed it a little bit for me, which yeah, was kind of I- funny to me. I saw on TikTok that she chugged a non-alcoholic beer. Somebody said it was a non-alcoholic. And then I've seen other people saying, oh, it was an alcoholic beer. What a terrible example she set. And then it's like some people are like, what a great example this is. And I've heard both things. So I've been trying to research either way. But I don't know. She's she's pretty badass. Whether you like her music or not, like the lady is getting shit done. So she really is. You got to respect that. And then Sober Valentine's Day is here again. And I will say that my first Valentine's Day without alcohol, I was very, very nervous. We don't do a lot for Valentine's Day, but it was definitely an excuse to drink. It's like everything was an excuse to drink, but definitely Valentine's Day. Like I knew I could get Ryan to drink midweek and just have champagne and have beer and have all the things, make a fun dinner at home. And then usually I would call in sick the next day to work. Like it was very much the norm for me to have a pre-planned substitute day when I was a teacher Mm. on February 15th. And I look back at that stuff and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. But I did. (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to, our daughter has dance and I've got a class tonight. So we're just going to pick up some food on the way home and, you know, probably have candy or some, some kind of sweet treat. I've already eaten candy, I told Heather. We go, (laughs) I got the kids giant 
chocolate hearts with the Russell Stover's candy, like so enormous. And then Ryan surprised me with some, which we busted into last week <laughs> when there was a candy emergency on hand. But other than that, our houses, we are under contract. It's official. The house will sell. So our Yay. house move is almost done, which has definitely made February fly by a little bit more. But yeah, we only have one more load of stuff. And yeah, thank you. And then Heather's just fighting her way through a cold. Yeah, gosh. I, I do feel a lot better. I may not sound like it, but I do feel better than I did. Good. I know you always sound bad for a while. For me, anyway, I'm always like, I swear I feel good. <laughs> now it's just the, maybe you'll get the really cool sounding voice Yeah. by the, by the next episode. But yeah, before we dive to before we dive all the way into the topic, we want to invite you to the Daymakers community. As always, it is open and available for you to join. You can try one week for just $7. And in that trial, you get to try out our private message thread. You get access to the five-day alcohol-free kickstart. And you get access to weekly group coaching calls. We have about six to eight each month, depending on where the days land in the month. So go check it out. The link is always in the show notes. Yeah. Come on, y'all. All right. Are you ready to talk all about managing your cravings? I am. Okay. So we're, first, we're going to break this down into looking at managing your cravings in like the short term. When the craving hits, what can you do? Like this is almost like the hit the panic button feeling. This is the it's here. I got to get through this. How can I do it? So I have four tips written down in the notes that we're going to go through. But the first one is just remember that a craving generally lasts 15 minutes. And this I learned from Heather, actually. So during those 15 minutes, we want you to just remember the acronym HALT. And what does HALT stand for, Heather? Hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and thirsty. Yeah, we added another T in the Daymakers community because a lot of times you're just thirsty when you're having yeah. a raging craving. And it's so true. So if you go through that acronym and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've got this craving. I really want to drink. Check. Do you happen to be hungry? When was the last time you ate? If it was a while ago, go eat a snack. If you're angry, what do you do when you realize you're angry? What's your go-to? Oh gosh. Well, it used to be drinking. I think that was That's not it. Now we got to get through the craving. <laughs> I know, right? So when I'm angry, I try to take a rage walk, like just to the mailbox and back. Maybe mm -hmm. up and down the stairs, um, around the house. I try to do so, a little bit of breathing exercises, like in four through the nose, out four through the mouth. Yes. I love essential oils, so I may hold some lavender up to my nose or roll it on my wrists. Sometimes I call a friend and just let it out. Mm -hmm. so. Which that one even goes into lonely. I love your tips for angry because I struggle when I know I'm angry. And I know it. Like, I'm like, this is anger. If I can, and I, I'm trying right now to learn to sit with it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It's not, mm -hmm. I'm not great it's at hard. it, but I am normally a go on a walk because I want to get away. That's always my thing. Like I have this urge to, it's the flight, right? Fight or flight. And I'm in that. So definitely going on a walk does it for me and just yeah. having a moment. But a lot of times too, breathing, I, I feel like my poor family has to listen to me sometimes sitting in a chair, breathing. Yeah. But it's probably better podcast. than listening to me rage. Yes. Podcasts, a funny podcast or any podcast really, or a cool playlist that you have or anything that distracts you from that intense emotion. 
Yeah, because I feel like anger is probably the hardest one to get through of halt. And I will say that it's the one that most often is the one that I need to work on when I'm having a craving. The other one is lonely. I noticed this about two weekends ago when Ryan was actually out of town and my kids were gone all day too. I'm usually not all alone. And I was definitely, I was listening to podcasts all day and I was just like, man, I'm, I'm lonely. So I texted Heather. <laughs> it's yeah. like when you're lonely, text someone and then you're not lonely anymore. And I even said, man, this is weird. I've been alone all day. And she was just, it, it's not like she gave me some intense coaching. It was really just like I had a friend to message. Yeah. And then I messaged Ryan because I knew he wasn't busy. He was just away. But yeah, just check in if you're lonely. Check in with a friend. If you're not a phone call person, text. People are just a text away. I think this one is so good if you're a member of the Daymakers community because you can hop into the community and someone is there. Yeah, if you're I did tired, it last night. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I was in a weird mood and I was like, okay, I've tried halt. I didn't want to drink just for clarification. I was yeah. in a bad mood, kind of a funk. And I put in there like, okay, I've used halt. I've been breathing, like, what am I missing? And folks chimed in and were like, you know, put on a playlist and dance. So I was like, man, it's the wheezing though. And they were like, well, just wave your hands in the air, you know. So it was just nice to know that they were there. And then somebody messaged me separately. It was actually one of my clients. It was like, you got this, mama. She was cheering me on. So I love it. Yeah. When you think you're alone, you're totally not. And I feel like even sometimes at that point, social media can be helpful. It depends, though, because sometimes social media can bring me into a different space that I don't want to be. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> That's not where I want to go. Right. I got on Instagram and sent a bunch of reels to one of my best friends from the Daymakers community and my mm -hmm. bestie. And that did because they were funny and it oh, yeah. kind of lightened my mood. If you've got the right algorithm going, I was going to say my Instagram reels algorithm, they get me. They know how to make me laugh. So I'm like, mm -hmm. that's a good one for me. And then if you're tired, I know it's not always possible for you to just take a nap, but sometimes just acknowledging I'm tired. I got to get myself to bed a little earlier tonight. I have to just take care of myself. Or can I sit for five minutes at a timer and figure that out? And then thirsty, yeah. I will say thirsty is like my, my second one, probably. I'm usually always angry or I'm thirsty <laughs> when I'm having a craving. <laughs> And if I chug a thing of water, oh, my God, I feel better. Isn't that yep. amazing? It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You know, I drink a ton of water, a ton, like 120 ounces today, something ridiculous. And it, it does really help, though. Like drink mm -hmm. a soda or water or kombucha or Sprite, tea, any like iced coffee, hot coffee, cider, anything. Yeah. And that actually leads right into my second short term. This is the hit the panic button tip. The second one is have a non-alcoholic drink. Your brain thinks it's getting what it wants. In that moment, your brain feels your body doing the action of drinking. So it goes, oh, thank goodness you're giving me what I want. It eases up before it realizes it's not getting the buzz. Like drinking a non-alcoholic drink has gotten me through so many cravings. It is really how I got through my first 30 days. So do not yeah. overlook something so simple. What are yeah. your favorite go-tos? I know you listed so, some. I did. Yeah, I like kombucha. There's so many kinds, like mild, some more saturated flavor. Ginger ale, just basic ginger ale with ice. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine 
sent me a soda stream last year and it's been fun to play with the different uh they look like little airplane bottles but the different flavors and mixes um yeah i like that and just water with lemon i'm pretty basic in this department keep it simple i'm on a big spin drift kick right now the only flavors i really like are their citrus flavors but i have lemon on hand and like their oh the blood orange flavor those are my two where I can just chug those and I'm I'm good. And they're good because we have a soda stream, but since we live in a camper trailer currently, it's a whole kasha to do the whole soda stream thing. So <laughs> our soda stream is currently in storage and it will come back out when we live in the house. But I feel like Spindrift is the closest thing you can get to the soda stream. It's a little more spendy, but I enjoy it. And then kombucha. Always. I have, if we're not making kombucha, we buy it. But man, if you make it, it is so cheap to make. So find yourself a SCOBY on Craigslist and then mm-hmm. watch a YouTube video on how to brew it and you can start your own kombuchery at home. It's so I simple. I may try that this summer or spring. Yeah. And, and it's pretty cool. Like there's all, my husband's gotten really into it. He has a goal to actually start brewing kombucha and selling it. So, because he's so into it, but it's something that gave us something to do when we were brand new to our alcohol-free journey. And some kombucha does have alcohol in it, like a very, very trace amount, very low amount. So do non-alcoholic beers. So if you're somebody who's really trying to be very true to your alcohol-free journey and you don't want that 0.5% that may be in some of them, Brew Doctor is totally alcohol removed. When you brew it at home, you don't know. So people, sometimes people on TikTok really get on me about the kombucha thing. But you would have to drink like 10 kombuchas to equal one Coors Light. And I okay. don't suggest drinking 10 kombuchas. Mm-mm. So the next tip is think through the drink. In AA, they call it play the tape forward. Think through the drink is easier for me to remember, but I've heard it both ways. But always take yourself. For me, I take myself to the worst case scenario. I take myself to the worst hangover I ever had. If I have just one drink... It's going to turn into more. I don't play the game of, oh, if I have one drink, I bet I'll just have one drink and I'll be super successful. That is not think through the drink. You're going to say, I'm going to drink one drink and I bet that it'll lead to another one and that'll lead to another one. Then I'll wake up in the morning. I'll have a hangover. What will the regret feel like the next day because I chose to drink? Really put yourself in that situation. And then Heather also wrote down, go to the best case scenario. Will you write, will you tell us about that? Yeah. So I think it's, you can practice, you know, one or the other or both. So the best case scenario would be play the movie forward, like visualize yourself having, you know, a great time. Say you're going to a social event, you're having a great time, visualize the alcohol-free beverages in your cooler or in your little bag, in your car. And leaving sober and going to bed, like doing your skincare routine, for example, going to bed, sleeping great, waking up, feeling awesome the next day and how proud you will feel that you did not drink. Yes. Yeah. When I can put myself in tomorrow morning shoes in both positions, I always want to be in the sober position. I'm always like waking up, knowing I didn't drink is always way better. I remember when I first quit drinking, I would wake up and I would go, oh, no. And then I would go, oh, yay, you didn't drink. (laughs) Like my norm was so to wake up and go, oh, no, I did it again. And like those first 
few weeks just going, no, you didn't. Oh my God, you're still doing this. Look at you. So, yeah. and I still wake up on the weekends going, I can't wait for my coffee. Whereas when I was drinking, I was like, get me coffee now. It's the only thing that might make me survive this day. Like it was just such dread. So yeah, play that tape forward. Think through the drink, whatever you want to call it. And my very last tip, I learned this from a friend when I was newly alcohol-free and she was very close with me on our days. She's still alcohol-free today too, is just to procrastinate that drink. Tell yourself you can't drink today. No matter what, you cannot drink today. But if you still want to drink tomorrow, you can have one tomorrow. And normally you don't want it. But I have been through patches when I was early in my journey where I was repeating this phrase every single day for a few days in a row. It's kind of that free beer tomorrow sign that you would see in bars. <laughs> it's that same thought, but in a better way, right? So you can't drink today. But if you still want one tomorrow, you could have one tomorrow. And yeah. that just makes your brain go, okay, like, I guess I'll ease off. Yeah, that's, that's a great one. When you taught me that, I was like, wow, that's so simple, yet such a good technique. And it does work. And mm -hmm. sometimes I'll say, especially like in our group calls, you know, the day I wake up and wish I had drank the night before is the day I'll start drinking again. Yeah. Hasn't happened yet. Nope. And then if you're really having to struggle or if you're kind of in that struggle moment, one thing I tell myself playfully is, well, you could drink when you're 80. That's more when I'm in a, a future tripping moment of going, oh, my God, I'm never going to drink again. Like, I won't even have. I don't know. Sometimes I'll future trip on the stupidest things that may or may not even happen in my life. Like, oh, when my kids get married, I won't have a champagne at the champagne toast. And I'm like, you know what? You can decide that then. That's worlds from now. I don't even know if my kids will get married. But then I just go, you could drink when you're 80. And that makes that future tripping really stop for me. It just makes me go, okay. It really shuts me down. And for smoking cigarettes, I tell myself, I can't do it until I'm 95 because, gosh, I really like smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And for weed, I tell myself, you can do that maybe in your 50s. Like, let's just get through this little moment. Like, I have ones that's just very based on, like, what's the triggery level of it and what negative impact was it having on my health and life. But it really gets me through my moments. It can be your Sour Patch Kid. You know, yes. some Sour Patch Kids when you're 55. There you go. <laughs> Because they're not the most negative impact. No. It really does get me through those moments. Yeah. That's a good idea for the Sour Patch Kids and a lot of other things, too. Mm -hmm. So I want to take a second just to invite y'all to check out the show notes. I have one-on-one -on -one coaching spots available. I have multiple monthly membership options. I do evenings, weekends, really flexible with my schedule. And I have a new loyalty program coming soon. More to come I love that. on that. Yeah. So check out the show notes and just give it a try. Yep. There's no harm in trying something out. Like we always say, you can try it. And if, if you and Heather don't jive together, then you gave it a shot. Yeah. And I always like to tell people to like, seriously, shop around. Like mm -hmm. make sure you vibe well. If you need to vet them, you can vet me. Obviously, yeah. by listening to the podcast, join the Daymakers community. You can see me on calls, get to know me, and, you know, shop around. That's what I was going to say. I love with the the podcast, it's almost like people are getting to try you on as a one-on-one -on -one coach before they go all yeah. in. Yeah, that's a good point. So check it out. Check out those show notes. And then we're going to dive into 
What do you do in the longer term? Because both Heather and I, I'm almost five years into my alcohol-free journey. Are you almost three? Yep. April 11th. Be three. That's what I thought. Yeah, we're getting close. We're both getting close to our anniversary when spring rolls around. I'm like, oh, my birthday's coming. And then I'm like, oh, my alcohol-free anniversary's coming. (laughs) Yeah. Things get exciting. Yeah. But just kind of start thinking about how you can start really taking care of your mind, your body, and your emotional health. So the cravings actually become fewer and fewer because the whole thing is if you're doing these things where you work on yourself each day, your body's just at its best state. And so is your mind. And in the Daymakers community, we have this habit tracker. And every single day, if you want to go all in on it, I don't want anybody to be freaked out on this. But on my habit tracker, I have that I'm alcohol free, that I move my body, and I meditate, I do affirmations, gratitudes, drink some water, and then I set two personal goals for each month, and those vary all the time. But those are the things that I know when I'm doing those things, I am my best self, and I don't have cravings as often. I don't have to work through halt. I don't have to think through the drink then. Obviously, I'm farther along on my journey, but these are things that are all really, really important. So I know Heather has a few that she was going to go through first for grounding. So I'm going to have her go through those. Yeah. So I learned these yesterday, actually. Nice. So the container, visualize a container. Mine is a glass square container with a square lid that has like the plastic, like silicone valve to shut it and put whatever is bothering you, troubling you in the, like your craving. You can put it in Mm. the container. And you can come back to it. You don't have to come back to it. So that's a really cool one. And then take your thumb and your pointer finger and the little muscles in between. Oh, yeah. And kind of gently massage or press on that area, alternate. You can do this subtly. You can do this anywhere. Mm-hmm. It also helps with headaches, too. Yeah, I've always done it for headaches. That's interesting. And then the pretzel cross. So you take your arms and, you know, your hands and hold them together and then turn them out like a pretzel and then take, you, and you do your dominant hand over your non-dominant hand. Same with your legs and feet. Cross those and sit for just two minutes. And, I need to remember that. Yeah. It really helps like ground you, center you, helps with anxiety, cravings. I haven't had a craving, so I can't really speak to that, but mm-hmm. I would imagine that it works for that too. Yeah, but it's kind of the, if you're working through halt and you're angry, those are things you can try so quick. Put that little bit of anger in a container. I like that. I'm going to try to remember to tell my daughter about that one. And then another thing, and some of these things are topics that we've talked about on other podcasts. So as I'm going through them or Heather's going through them, we'll tell you which episode they're in. And I will put them in the show notes too, the links to those. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I got to have that information, go listen to that or go download it. And then it's in your downloaded folder and you can listen to it on another day. But make sure you're solid on your routines. One thing I've been really struggling with while we've been doing our house move is, you know, Keeping my routine really solid and going through my daily habit tracker helps me do that. This morning, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do my usual workout. I'm exhausted. We've been moving heavy furniture. But I was like, okay, that's okay. You can go on a walk in the park, get some movement in. No big deal. But I told myself, you still got to get up and do your meditation. You've still got to get up and go do your daily gratitudes. The things that I do every single day. 
because this makes it so I'm not just flung into my day. I don't do well if I wake up at the same time as my husband and my kids. That's that's not when you get your best, Sarah. So I like to be eased into my day with my little routine. And remember that routines help you with decision paralysis. You can only make so many choices in a day. And the most important choice you need to make is to stay alcohol free. So put everything else that you can on autopilot. Yeah. Try to not have so many clothes. Try to eat the same things throughout the week. Like, think of what you can put on autopilot. This has been, I have evidence, recent evidence since I've been sick for six days. My routine's been off because I haven't Mm -hmm. felt well, right? And it does throw you off, hence maybe the funk yesterday that I had. And it is so important. And I also saw something on TikTok or Instagram, internet. Maybe an article that the most successful people in the world have a solid routine and they meditate. I, yeah, I know, because I was like, that's one of the things we're going to talk about. We can actually just dive into that one. But before we do, if you want to learn more about routines, we go into a deep dive into routines, how they support our alcohol free journey, and what our routines look like. Sometimes hearing other people's routines make you go, oh, I like that or I don't like that. And I'm not great at my evening routine, but Heather is. So you can kind of hear two different takes on how we do it. That is episode six, and I will put that link in the show notes for you. But Heather mentioned meditation. It actually wasn't the next one on my list, but we can just go right into that one. Meditation is, there is scientific data that it improves parts of our brain. Like it actually goes in there and helps out and grows parts of your brain or lowers inflammation in parts of your brain. And when you've been drinking and you've suddenly quit, your brain has had a lot of alcohol affecting it. So why don't you just do something that helps it out, that actually makes it healthier? And I think people get really caught in this whole like, oh, meditation is think about nothing. No, it's not. I can't think about nothing. That doesn't work for me. It's like, no, no. do some guided meditations. Heather and I use the Unplug app as one of our very general ones that we both do guided meditations with. I can put a link to the show notes for that as well. That's a 30-day trial. If you want to try that out, I'll put that link in the show notes. And then Heather has some other tips of how to do meditation in an easy way. I don't want you to overthink this. This isn't going and not thinking for a whole weekend at a meditative retreat, although that sounds great. (laughs) You don't have to do it. Something that's really helpful is like you can keep the meditations one to two minutes There are plenty on YouTube. There's plenty of other apps and like visualization. So I did this yesterday also. Like I visualized myself at my granny and poppy's house by the creek. Mm. And I just like brought up the memory and like saw the water wheel and the creek and tried to hear the creek running and feel the breeze. And it was, it's really calming. And I think this can really help you with a craving. And the cool thing about visualizations is you can take them back to before you didn't, before when you didn't drink so that you Mm -hmm. don't have that strong memory association if you're like me. Yeah. I love that. Go back to when I was riding my bike around the neighborhood as a kid, when I liked riding a bike. (laughs) Like just those little visualizations get you going. One thing I do too is I visualize my these things as I fall asleep, getting into the visualization of a creek that maybe you've been to that's And it just kind of helps your mind go into a better space. So don't overthink the meditation, guys. And 
please don't be the person that says, my brain is too busy, so I can't meditate. I was that person. I am that person. <laughs> well, and I've yeah, been doing it too. almost every day for a year. And the, the it's the one thing that I I try not to skip. I skipped it when we were back at our old house unpacking everything up because we have no furniture there. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know where I'm going to meditate in this house. So, but I could tell I was off. I was crying during the move. Like things were not okay. And I wonder if they would have been a little bit better had I been meditating during that. The other thing I want you to remember, take care of your body with nutrition and movement. I am not going to tell you to go on a restrictive diet, but I am going to tell you to think about what foods you're putting into your body. Because as a drinker, you did some damage to your brain. You did some damage to your muscle tissue. So think about things with lean protein, healthier proteins. And an easy way to do it, I've said this on another podcast, is shop the perimeter of the grocery store. Picture what's on the outside of a grocery store. Those are usually the more healthy whole food products. And think about when you're saying, gosh, it's been really hard on my alcohol-free journey. I'm noticing a lot of cravings all the time. Well, maybe your eating is off. So maybe that's the thing. And if your body is getting the nutrition it needs, it's a little bit easier. And then try to do some movement. It does not have to be anything crazy. But stress can build up in your body. And if you don't shake it out somehow through a workout, through a walk, through dancing, it will build up in there. And when you're stressed, you'll have a craving. Something will snap in you and you'll be like, oh my God, that's so hard. So why don't you just put that baseline work in? And like I said, I'm not doing crazy workouts right now, but I'm going on walks. I'm not walking fast. I'm just going on walks. So yeah. what do you do for movement generally? I, well, I walk um, around the neighborhood and I'm very curious about this bar class that's held like a mile, half a mile from my house. Mm -hmm. I want to start that when I get to feeling a little bit better. And I used to take like 80s, 90s hip hop Zumba. Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. And I want to find that and do it. It was so much fun. Like they played Boom, I Got Your Boyfriend from back in the day. But I used to cheer to that song. Anyway, but just stuff like that. But there's so much out there on YouTube, like yoga with Adrian. You get to see your cute dog. And like... Going back to the nutrition part, one thing I've been doing religiously is making smoothies with just frozen berries, a little bit of spinach, a little bit of Greek yogurt, a little bit of juice, bananas, and blend it up. And if you don't have a blender, you can get one cheap on Amazon or like a Dollar General, something like that. So the smoothie thing is so smart and so easy. Sometimes I just tell myself, too, with the nutrition piece, if I can tell it's off, I say, eat a salad today. Eat a carrot. Like, I just kind of tell myself, like, just go eat one vegetable today. It's not that hard. And I do. And, and then I'm like, yay. So celebrate the little things. Don't overthink this stuff. The very last thing, and this is all on another episode, too, so I'm not going to dive too far into this, but I want you to start thinking about creating healthy thought patterns in your brain by doing daily gratitudes and affirmations. And this is if you've got that baseline in your brain and how you think about yourself throughout your day. It is easier to get through a craving. So if you're in a mindset of abundance and you're looking at your alcohol-free journey as this gift to yourself, when you've got a craving, it's really easy to go, no, I'm not going to do that. That would just put me so far behind. That is actually not a reward like I think it is. That's a punishment. You get yourself there by doing those daily gratitudes. So my way of doing it is writing down five things each day from the day before that I'm grateful for. 
And some days, you guys, I think I'm not going to have anything. And I sit down and they just start flowing because I'm so used to doing it now. So just sit down. And if you can't think of anything, maybe it's that you were able to buy groceries without worrying about the price tag. Maybe it's that you have a car that runs. Maybe it's that you have a super warm blanket that you love so much. Like have those generic things on hand, but do those things. Yeah, I have an affirmation deck right here beside me. And I actually pulled a card on Monday during our meeting. And I text another Daymakers member every morning, three things I was grateful for the day before and like one thing during the day. And then I use my day one journal app to further that. And some other prompts, if you're curious, what are you grateful for about yourself, your community and the world? That Mm. stretches your brain. Yeah. Gets you thinking. And another friend of mine sent me a five-minute gratitude journal. And it's got the prompts there. And it's I think it's $10 on Amazon. Those things are so simple. And it will feel like it's not doing anything. And in the beginning, you won't notice a change. But I definitely have noticed a huge shift in how I look at things. And I can switch over a little bit faster when I'm feeling very, like, I'm devastated. Because I will tell you guys, I was feeling devastated during our move last week. And I was crying. And I was like, and then I, my husband was like, kind of didn't know what to do. But I was able to make the mindset shift so fast and say, but we're maybe struggling a little bit for three years so we can have a life where we're mortgage free. There is a reason why we're doing this. There is a gift at the end of this. And it was this quick like, okay, I still cried. Yeah, <laughs> It was still hard. But it's also that we're leaving a house that our kids grew up in and all these things too. So it's like we're finally saying goodbye to that house. So there's emotions tied to it too, for sure. Yeah. But do these little things. This is all, there are more ways to do this, a much more deeper dive in episode 10. And I will also link that in the show notes. So you guys have lots of things you can keep thinking about as you keep going on this. So that's what we've got for you. Thinking about those short-term and the long-term ways to help yourself with cravings. And then what are your short-term things that maybe we didn't touch on? I know for me, like I had one-on-one life coaching two therapists, the No More Ways Today is another sobriety to support community. And then I started making friends and built even a larger support system. So I think those are important. So just think about, check out the show notes and check out all that we have to offer and come join us, y'all. And remember too, to look at those long-term things. There's a continued work that you do to make your alcohol-free lifestyle a long-term thing. And I think a lot of times people say, you know, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. And you're like, what the hell is the work? (laughs) Like, what work am I supposed to be doing? It's all of those things that we said in the second round. So thinking about your nutrition, thinking about, am I doing gratitudes and affirmations? How about meditation? And then I saw that Heather even wrote down, look at adding in workshops or retreats. Mm -hmm. I signed up for a sober adventure vacation that I'm going to do in September. And I know I'm going to go to Lake Tahoe and then one of the members of Daymakers is going to go and she lives close. So we get to fly together. Like I've never met her in person. I know it's with, do you know your sober pal? I don't know. She has the funniest TikToks. Her name is Laura. God, I'm not going to get it. Laura Van Antwerp. I will put that in the show notes too. But she does like all women based. She had one that was whitewater river rafting. 
that one was, I was like, that's a little too intense for me. But this one's, we're going to go to Lake Tahoe, go hiking, meditate, sit around a campfire and talk about being sober. Like, I can't wait. I love wait. it. It's in Maybe September. I can come. You'll have to send me yeah, a link, Sarah. Yeah, I put it into the Daymakers too. So I'll send it to you because I'm pumped. I need this in my life. Meet some sober people. So look at those things. If you're in long-term sobriety and you're starting to go, I don't know, it feels weird right now because that's where I started getting as I got from year four to five. I was like, it almost feels dull. I don't want to mm-hmm. say that, but it just starts to be the norm. And I was like, well, what if I did something outside of the norm and did yeah. something like a retreat like this? So I went on it. a tangent there, guys. Sorry about that. But definitely check out your sober pal, too. She's on Instagram and TikTok. So thank you guys so much for listening. And be sure to rate the show and subscribe if you haven't already. That makes it so you get alerted when new episodes come out. So if you really like this podcast, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast app you listen to. You can even tell Alexa to play us. Ooh, I like that. I do it. And then be sure to follow us on social media. Heather is at According to HPG. And then mine is crazy, guys. Get ready. It's at no underscore more underscore wasted underscore days. It's all those underscores. But I've always put those in the show notes, too. So go follow each of us. And if you think about it, share this with a friend. Take a screenshot if you're listening on your phone. Go share it on your stories and tag us and we'll see it. And then other people see it and go, hey, I should listen to this. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. And until next time, bye, y'all. 